Welcome to the Episcopal Student Fellowship at Wake Forest University Sermon Podcast. My name is the Reverend James Franklin, and I'm the campus minister here at Wake Forest and in Winston-Salem for the Episcopal Church. Thanks for tuning in. This sermon podcast will be a recap of last night's sermon, because before I begin, I just want to offer a quick note that Last night, I tried to record the sermon and the worship service, but it didn't come out too well, and you couldn't really hear what I was saying very well. So I'm re-recording this on Monday morning. So that's why my voice sounds a lot clearer, and why this sermon podcast recap uh, is a lot shorter. Um, Thanks be to God, because last night... My sermon was about 25 minutes long, which is a little longer than I normally go. And I had to do a lot of um, mental uh, dancing, I guess, about this this passage in Mark 7, which we'll read in just a second. So just to give you um, some quick uh, context on this passage in Mark 7, uh, Jesus is making his way uh, around Galilee, uh, and he goes kind of out of Galilee into the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is over on the coast, and there are still uh, a lot of Jewish folks, but there are also Syrophoenicians, uh, folks from the coast, uh, who live there, and their context is a little different, and we will meet a woman who challenges Jesus who says, hey, look at things from my perspective. Uh, And there's this interesting conversation uh, between Jesus and a Syrophoenician woman, which we'll focus on. So I'm just going to read the first part of Mark 7 of the reading that we talked about last night. Mark 7. Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Jesus encounters this woman from Syrophoenicia. And this conversation happens, and it's uncomfortable because it sounds out of character for Jesus. Before I dig into it, I just want to offer a brief thought that this passage is all about wrestling, that this passage is all about wrestling with God. 
typically when we think about wrestling with God, we think about us having these yelling matches, shaking our fists at God, saying why, especially after tragedy and crisis. We don't understand suffering, and we don't understand how it is that a loving God could cause pain. And we say, why? Why God? Why this pain? We also just are naturally prone as human beings to wrestle with God, to think about life's big questions. Um, what am I supposed to do with my life? How is it exactly that we are created and children of God? How is it that we are loved and how is it that we are deserving of God's grace and mercy. So we wrestle with these big questions. And for me, college was a time to wrestle with these big questions. College was tumultuous. I started off kind of on this cruising path. Um, I was in Navy ROTC, and I was moving, making my way through college, having a typical college experience, let's say. And my junior year was a time of turmoil and tumultuous. It was a period of wrestling with God because a few months earlier, during my sophomore year, my father died unexpectedly of a heart attack. And it sent me into this spiral of self-pity and, and poor decision-making uh, and depression. And it also sparked this voracious consuming of trying to find answers to those big questions. Why, God? Why this? Why cause all this pain? Why did you have to take my dad? And it also sparked this consuming of theology to try and understand those questions and to enter into that relationship with God. I was on this quest for self-rediscovery, to find those answers. And, and eventually, I did. I, I, found, I found the revelation I was looking for, and along with it, I found peace. And what I actually found there was an answer to my question of that I was called and that I was meant to do a lot of wrestling with God, it turns out, and a lot of wrestling with Scripture. I found my calling. I found that God was calling me into something deeper. But that's my story, and that's my story of wrestling and sparring match. And we have this story of a woman coming to Jesus and wrestling. And I think the point is that we are meant to wrestle with God, that our minds are meant to change. And it's interesting, though, that we are meant to wrestle with God, but sometimes God changes God's mind. And that's what I find so fascinating about this passage, that Jesus changes his mind. And so it got me thinking, well, let's look back in Scripture briefly and think about those other places where God changes God's mind. Jacob, also known as Israel, he got his new name after an all-night wrestling match with an angel. Uh, and his name actually means wrestles with God. Israel means wrestles with God. He's not the only one who wrestled. Noah wrestled with God. Uh, God was ready to destroy everything. 
And Noah says, well, maybe not everything, God. And through Noah, God had hope in humanity and didn't destroy everything. Similarly, um, the Israelites are have left Egypt and God had done these amazing things for the children of Israel who had kind of forgotten who they were and forgotten who God was. And they're on their way back to the promised land. And Moses goes up on the mountain um, to receive some instructions about how God's people are to follow God. And while he's up there, the people of Israel are down the mountain uh, acting a fool. And they make a golden calf and they start acting out. And God is enraged and is ready to just destroy them, utterly destroy them and start over. And Moses, Moses talks him down. Moses talks him back from the edge and says, whoa, God, maybe we don't have to do, be quite so drastic in that. And God changes God's mind. And it's this beautiful picture of wrestling with God. And so... In rabbinic Judaism, there's this, there's this tradition of wrestling with scripture, that it's meant to be interpreted and wrestled with and argued over in community. And here we are, wrestling with God, wrestling with scripture, wrestling with this, this conversation between the Syrophoenician woman and Jesus. It's jarring because Jesus calls her a dog, and it sounds well, racist. I didn't say that last night in my sermon, and I really wish I had, because she is calling Jesus out on some exclusionary theology that he is espousing. He's saying, let the children of Israel be first, and that's who we came for. That's who I came for. And she doesn't respond in anger. She doesn't respond with cussing him out or storming out or crying. She says, Sir, which means Lord. She calls Jesus Lord. As in she recognizes that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God. And she says, Sir, even the dogs under the table will eat the children's crumbs. She responds to this insult uh, that Jesus throws out at her. She's calling, he is calling her and her daughter a dog. And so it raises these questions of, is this Jesus's humanity showing through here? You know, he's fully human, and he may have gotten a little caught up in this mission for Israel, for God's people first, by meeting someone from outside, or as Israel would see, outside. By this woman really taking him to school and saying, I'm not on the outside. I am a child of God, too. And am I not deserving of your love and of your mercy and of your grace? 
So she has this beautiful response to all those big questions of, do we really belong to God? Does God find it annoying when we ask for things? And are we worthy of love and mercy? The answer is, we are children of God too. That we are worthy of love and grace. And that God actually loves it when we come asking for things and come begging and offer up our thoughts and prayers and we wrestle with God. And so it is that God loses an argument again. And this time it's Jesus. He loses this argument. And it's beautiful. I wonder before Jesus responds, before he says your daughter's healed, I wonder that if there's this kind of collective gasp in the room of the air has been let out and how is Jesus going to respond to this person. But I imagine that Jesus has a huge smile on his face, that he's proud of her, that he's proud of her persistence and her faith. And so he says, because you said that, go, the demon has left your daughter. And so she teaches Jesus, I am a child of God too. And she begs the question, and these are good um, spiritual practices for us this week. She begs the questions of who have we overlooked around this place? Who have we missed? Who is not at the table? Who should the church be more intentional about including in our community? Also, if we lose an argument, how will we respond? Will we respond like Jesus pre-Mark 7 and go on excluding someone? Will we just correct their grammar and end the conversation? How will we respond? Will we respond in love and from community? Will we change our minds? And finally, if you're wrestling with something right now, who will you go to and offer to enter into that wrestling with? Who will you go to? Will it be a pastor or a priest or someone you trust or a close friend? Will you go and be vulnerable and say, I'm really having a hard time with this right now. This is what I'm wrestling with. And I need someone I need someone to go WWE style on this and tag team wrestle with me. Because wrestling is in community. It's as if this woman says, we're not created to be isolated beings, but rather, rather we are meant to wrestle in community and wrestle with God. So I hope that you we'll be able to enter into those questions this week. My prayer for you is that this reading will continue to bless you throughout this week. And that if you have questions, that you shouldn't feel ashamed to wrestle with God about them. Because 
Take me, for example. I wrestled with God in college. I still wrestle with God all the time. But that wrestling is good. Questioning is good. Doubting is good. That we are meant to do that. Because that is how we grow. That is how we grow in faith. That is how we grow in relationship with God. Because without pushing back and without without wrestling and questioning, what kind of relationship is that? What kind of trust is there if we just take everything at face value? So blessings in your wrestling this week, and I invite you to wrestle with God. Amen.